you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode number 42 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the podcast, and you should know that by now if you've been listening. Um, and we've got a very special guest who's joining us today. But first of all, uh, let me introduce my partner in crime, the wrestling kid, Rich Kid. Rich, what's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? Cool. Good to have you. And as I said, we've got a very special guest here with us, a fellow podcaster, um, somebody who has a hell of a lot in common with us and has a pretty awesome podcast as well um, that I've been enjoying a huge amount over the, the past couple of months. Um, so without further ado, let's introduce Mr. Rob Wade from Emotionally 14. Rob. Hello, hello, hello. Guys, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, dude, man. Yeah, thank you for coming on, dude. You know, yeah, it's always... It's, it's always awesome when we get to meet, you know, fellow man children and... and <laughs> yeah, well, you're in good company with me, I'll tell you that much for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, for, for people who know our podcast, you know we're basically a bunch of, of guys who sit around chatting for like an hour and a half about the most mundane stuff you can imagine within the geek world. But that's, a, you know, that's what we do. We love to break down the, the minutia and stuff. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's great, as said, to have you here, and, and you know, it, it's going to be awesome, I think, to, to get into kind of your background and, and stuff. Um, so we shall get to that very shortly, but uh, first of all, um, as usual, Rich Kid, what have you been up to, man? Have you been doing any geeky stuff this past week? Um, playing Final Fantasy on my, on my, on my phone. Uh, so it's basically the Final Fantasy 15, just the, the mobile version. Mm. And it's actually all right, man. I'm actually doing better on the phone version than I was on the, the PlayStation 4 version, so I'm fucking happy with that. Because that game, that game was hard, man. Like I don't, I know, I don't have patience to level up. Like I'm that guy that plays the game, and like you know when it shows you how to level up your characters, and I'm like, well, you have to think and stuff. Now nah, I'll come back to that later <laughs> on. And then, I, and then I get to a certain point, and I just, I just turn it off. I'm like, now nah, forget it. I'll just, I, I wait for like six months, go on YouTube, and I watch the cutscenes, and then I know the story, and I'm like, yeah, that's it, done. Then I go to CEX, and then go buy a button bashing game. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a primate like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah. man, I'm the same. I'm the same way, man. I was playing Arkham Knight a couple of months ago, and I finished that yeah. game off. And I did the story, and it was like, right now you get to if you want the true ending, like all you have to do is get to 100. percent I was like, okay, I'm about like 83 yeah. or something. And then I looked, it was all Riddler trophies. I was like, Fuck yeah, yeah that. forget that, forget Fuck that, man. So YouTube is my friend that day. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, bad. Riddler trophies, for God's sake. Oh God, there were so many. Yeah. And some of them were bo really boring as well. Like mm. I don't mind grinding for that shit if it's entertaining, but yeah, some, yeah. some of those collectibles, there's so many of them, and they're just so dull. Like, mm. They're not fun to get. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there should be a, there should be a DLC where instead of getting the Riddler trophies, you just find Riddler and just beat the fuck out of him. Like literally, <laughs> just, just, just like same around Gotham. You think it's funny? You think it's a joke? Okay, come here, whack, yeah. and just let, unleash some combos on his ass, man. I think that the, the thing is, I think that the getting all the trophies just unlocks the ability to beat the piss out of him. Yeah, oh, oh in fact, you might be right. Yeah, tempting yeah. as that is, yeah, <laughs> as that is like, not enough to grind through that much shit. I already gone through most of the other side, like all the other side quests. So I'd done a, a fair old bit of games. So I thought, no, yeah. fuck that. No. Yeah. I just, I just no. rejected it outright and just looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that wasn't worth it, so whatever. Cool, man. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's what I've been up to. Um, the, yeah, the Final Fantasy 15 mobile game. Obviously, I've been reading the comics. Um, Infinity Countdown in Marvel is really, really good. Um, I think Marvel might be onto something on their new reboot, which is going to be coming, I think, in April or May. And um, back to training, so I'm back to yoga, um, and just uh, yeah, that's it, man. That yeah, I'm leading a boring life, man. What do I do? I don't do anything fun anymore. I'm a big man, <laughs> like that. Like like we said before we came on, I'm I'm on the end on a Friday night talking to two other men. With, like maybe <laughs> maybe maybe twenty years ago, I'd be Sausage I'd be shit faced. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, twenty years ago, I'd be I'd be shit faced kissing some girl, you know, with the risk of maybe getting a bump bump on my limp. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Life kicks you fast, man. It does, <laughs> it, it does man. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. I mean, um, my week has been like super super busy just doing like adult stuff i mean you know rob and i had a short conversation on twitter about it and we were just like yeah fuck adulthood man adulthood (laughs) (laughs) i reject as a premise (laughs) i I mean regular listeners to the podcast will know i've been talking about for about two months about playing destiny i downloaded the original version onto um ps4 and I have not cracked the game open yet. <laughs> like it's still oh, sitting man. there on the hard drive. I've not even had a, an opportunity to play it. Um, so yeah, it's really just kind of passed me by. I don't know how that's happened. And um, I tried to. I downloaded. Um, what did I download recently? Right, Marvel Conquest of Champions on on my mobile. Okay. Nope. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm really not. Um, because I find that mobile gaming is is just. <sighs> It's just it's the game, but with none of the the kind of fun or or you know. Kind of things <laughs> do you have a, do you work in marketing by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Game, none of the fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's probably what the pitch was when they they designed this <laughs> game. But um, anyway, I downloaded it, and the, the the thing wouldn't even open on my phone anyway. And I was just oh, like, so that was a complete waste of my fucking time, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but I'm just having real problems with getting games on my phone that I can play uh, offline as well. Mm. Um, the offline selection of games is just—it's just really kind it's of really piss poor. Basic, really, yeah, really piss poor stuff. I mean, essentially, unless I want to do Candy Crush until I'm, you know, fucking just sick and tired of it, then there's really nothing else to 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 kind of play. And it, it, it yeah, it just. It really does grind my gears. That does. I mean, we mm. could have a whole discussion about mobile games, and let's not go down that road, man, because that 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 will get depressing real quick. That way, madness lies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, instead, man, as said, we we've got Rob Wade with us, and and Rob is absolutely fantastic to have you on the show, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to be here. I've you know I've been ever since I discovered you guys, I've been listening as much as it's possible to do so within the confines of a busy life. So you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And and likewise, you know, we've really enjoyed the show. Um, I've really enjoyed the crazy train when I've when I've checked that out. So um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I work very, you know, I'll definitely recommend that. the the crazy train show. It's 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 like nothing you'll ever hear <laughs> in a podcast. I'm not sure if that's praise or. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is. It is. Oh, okay, okay. Just because I've heard that sort of that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. No, no I, I, you don't understand. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, um, you guys aren't saying that, so that's nice. No, no, not at all, man. Not at all, man. It's really good. So, um, for you know, the benefit of our listeners and 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 those that that don't know much about sort of emotionally fourteen and and how it came about. Um, could you give, you know, like a, a brief sort of breakdown of, of how you got into podcasting and, and where the, the whole sort of Emotionally 14 concept came from? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Emotionally 14 is quite old now. Um, obviously, you know, emotionally it's still 14, but physically it's coming up on like a decade, mm. which is pretty imp- pretty ridiculous. Oh, wow. To think about. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, this is it. Like we, So we went through like a we – we went – we started off as just like a blog um, – just doing sort of think like um fun think pieces like silly um top five lists and that sort of stuff like the kind of stuff that you see on youtube videos now but yeah but before youtube was as big as it is um and we in fact we had a youtube channel but so we've got a youtube channel now but we had a different one and it was basically just film trailers we'd been sent by pr companies we weren't creating any original content on youtube but Mm. um we were doing lots of written stuff and we were doing like fun you know fun takes on geek stuff and you know we've kind of tried to keep that spirit the whole way through so we went for like four years and we you know we were doing pretty well and then we had to we a few of us had some personal issues which had to take us kind of that had to take priority you know like serious stuff so Mm. we took a big break and um i'd always wanted to do a podcast and part of the problem we faced was that i was living in brighton at the time that wasn't the problem but you know obviously geography being what it is yeah. Um, and the solutions for like remote podcasting aren't weren't nearly as sophisticated as they are now. So we had to Skype with God. I think it was like my laptop mic. I had my headphones on. I was talking into a microphone, and then I had another microphone pointed at the laptop to catch the sound from the other guy. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus! It's in like the more <laughs> elegant core recording. Mm. Um, so we like we did one episode like that, and it was just an absolute ball ache to make it sound anything half decent. And even when I released it, people were nitpicking. I was like, "Oh fuck you!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> inside, obviously, I was you know polite. <laughs> underneath, I was seething. Like, it's just like, "Oh god, I wasted all this time." Mm. So um, we went quiet for a while, and then um, I moved back to uh, Kent, where I'm from originally, and sort of reunited with all my friends and. One of the things I'd always been keen to do was a podcast, and part of the reason was because uh, while I'd been away, the Ricky Gervais show had like exploded. Mm-hmm. So podcasting was the shit, and everybody yeah. was trying to get in on it. And I was really desperate to get in there sort of early. And um, we met up and we recorded episode one of the Crazy Train, which I mean to give you an idea of how far it's all come. We recorded the first episode, four of us gathered around a laptop, speaking into the webcam mic. Wow. Jeez. It's, it's it's like I say, it's just mad to think about. Mm. And now, you know, like we've all got our own individual microphones and I can run fucking software to make it sound half decent and mm. that, you know, do obviously I have to do edits to make it half decent as well. But mm. um I just you know, since then it's been kind of uh, it's been going well, but it's a little bit like stop starts so we've had problems with getting recordings together and recently we've managed to hit a proper stride, so we've been able to actually get together 
record regularly like every couple of, you know every other week or whatever we're actually getting together and it's really nice you know and obviously i've become involved with like brit pod scene and kind of dealing with other podcasts on the web and this is where i found you guys so you know it's all kind of it's all worked out very nicely um in that respect yeah, yeah. oh cool cool nice indeed i mean it's it's um it's really kind of i guess heartening is, is the word I'm, I'm thinking of to to hear your your journey because you know this is a, a, a road that you guys have been on for a long time oh yes <laughs> um it's awesome to see that you know you've been able to still keep going in in spite of all of the different kind of things you've had to overcome um you know i mean it's much the same for for myself and, and rich we've we've had mm. you know we still and we still are very uh, you know kind of making do and, and trying to piece bits together here and there where we can and mm -hmm. um but it's that you know that kind of passion and and what's rewarding about it as well is is realizing that there's other people out there who like the same shit you like and are yeah. willing to give up you know an hour and a half of their time to listen to you ramble about some shit and you know it's really kind of fulfilling um to to, to get that recognition and to get that um validation for what you're doing um mm. So, you know, it's it's awesome to to kind of as said to hear sort of how you guys have, have been able to to keep this thing going in spite of, of you know life getting in the way and, and all mm. of that kind of shit as it does. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's really, really dope to hear that, man. So um yeah, as said, kudos to you guys, man. It's just it's been real fun to to listen to your show, man. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know, if I ever write a book, then I'll be sure to kind of give tips on like how to avoid some of the shit I ran into, so that mm, people can, mm. you know, I can make that time serve somebody else rather than me having to just yeah. deal with it bit in like bitterness forever. Yeah. Oh, please. oh shit! I thought <laughs> if you, you see, I thought you were gonna say that if you're gonna write a book, there's gonna be a chapter dedicated to us. Oh, no, <laughs> fuck it. That's, that's, that's just that's just narcissism kicking in. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Get, I've been I've been I've been quiet for about five minutes, so like, I had to say something, man. <laughs> that's the kind of effect I have is like, you know, people are always like, oh, how do you find stuff to talk about? It's like, dude, the trick is shutting me the fuck up once I get. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rich is a textbook narcissist. So uh, yeah, yeah, I am, I am, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not even my fault. Um, but no, but no, but seriously, like, but like, obviously, like you said, like listening, listening to your story of like setting the podcast up and everything as well, is is like it, it just it, it makes me happy. Like yesterday, we we had um we interviewed a, a friend of ours and we spoke to him about I think just before we started our podcast and he started like you know putting his comic book together. Mm -hmm. And then it and then it fell through. And then he was meant to come on our show and everything. Yeah. And it's literally taken him about three years to come on. And yesterday we were just telling he was just telling us his journey, yeah. and we were telling and then you know we were telling him our journey. And then it it just makes me feel happy because you see people progress. And then obviously like you know you come on and you're telling your story, and it's just it's just people just doing you know doing what they enjoy doing and just just fucking loving it. I'm not sure if you get paid for it or if you get paid well for it. I mean oh, we no. don't. <laughs> but but it's, yeah, it's like like Not shit. We broke. <laughs> I was coming on to the panhandle right now. <laughs> and so and and it, but it's just like just doing something that you love, and it's just yeah, like through through all obstacles, you know, like it's yeah, it's, it's fucking just fucking great, man. Like you know, just it's, it's happy to hear, happy to hear. Yeah, no, it's great. The 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 thing, the great thing about the internet at the moment is that the barrier to entry on all this stuff is so low. That if you, yeah. it doesn't matter what you want to do or what you want to talk about, you can do it really, really easily if you're if you're sufficiently motivated to do so. 
and stick it true, true. to stick with it. Like it's all it takes literally is just to be sufficiently motivated to keep it going. And that's a struggle. And, and two I, girls you know, and yeah, no, it is. You're right. No, you're right. And t- and two girls in one cup. Like that's it. Like as literally, if as if you can do that, then then, yeah, then you're laughing, man. <laughs> I mean, I know which one I'd go for, but this is just preference. So you know, I'm not going to tell people how to do their, sh- you know, how to well, how to live their life and do their shit. Like if you're part of the yeah. expression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, J- hey, Jason, I'm just warning you. I think I I, I think this this episode of the podcast is is going to be a bit wild. <laughs> like, would you say it goes far to say it's going to be crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> no, man. I mean, I hear you. I mean, we can definitely trade our, our fair share of war stories with you with regards to the, the podcast. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why this just came to my head, but one funny story I will share with you. Um, and those who've been listening to us from the beginning will, will probably recognize this. But um, Rich, remember when we had our, our certain guest on? Uh, Jason, don't man, because he might be listening, bruv. We saw him. No, no, this person that he's gonna talk about, we saw him a couple of months ago, and right. and he and he and you know when somebody you know when somebody recognizes you, right? <laughs> like and like and you recognize him, yeah. and he's just about to say something, but then in your face, you're just like, I didn't recognize you, but in my head, I recognized you. So I'm just right. gonna give you a blank face, and you just carry on walking, and like he tries to talk to you, and you're just like, nope, and you just carry on walking. <laughs> But yeah. but then you realize that you're stuck in the same shop. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> like with this guy, yeah. and and he came on the show, and yeah. now Jason, you're about to say this sh- say the story, but he knows what we look like, man. What are you what are you fucking around for, man? <laughs> 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 well, he, he doesn't know where we live, so we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about stories like that is you go it, like your brain decides. No, I better not interact with him. That would just be awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then but, um, your brain was like, so that was better, how? <laughs> <laughs> I know, tell me about it. But, but, um, but Jay, tell the story, go and t- tell yeah, the story, you might as no, well. It was, just, <laughs> it was just, you know, we, we, we had this person who reached out to us, um, mm-hmm. this is back sort of in the early days, who, who was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of, of what you do, and, you know, I'm a big fan of the same things you are, you know, can, can I come on, can I come on the, the show? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool, no problem, like, you know, um, and to be fair, this is, you know, this is where, as I said, this is the learning curve. I did like zero due diligence on this guy, like nothing. I didn't listen to anything. <laughs> oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> so um, he was like, you know, oh, I really love like comic books and I love Marvel and I want to talk about Marvel movies and stuff like yeah. that. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, no yeah. problem. Like jump on me. So um, I sent him, you know, a, a, an invitation to come on to the recording and so on and so forth. Um, we were due to start the recording and, and we hadn't like heard a word from him and I'd messaged him and he, he wasn't responding. So I said to the guys, look, you know what, sod it, let's just go ahead and, and we'll just record anyway. Um, and then because of the fact that I'd sent the invitation out to him already on, on Hangout, the, the invitation was still live. I, I forgot to cancel it. Right. So about... 30 minutes or so into the podcast suddenly you know up this guy pops into the conversation and he's like hello 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 and i was like okay fucking hell here we go uh, so i was like yeah you know <laughs> hi i take it you know you you found your way along so he's like yeah 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 so i'm like okay well cool you know just introduce yourself and you know let everybody know who you are so he does his introductions and, um, you know, at that point, we'd been talking about uh, the trailer for The Mummy, because this is, um, you know, the Tom Cruise 
movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first trailer <coughs> came out, so we were kind of discussing, you know, whether what we thought the trailer, whether we thought it was worth a watch or not. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he goes, "Oh, you know what? I'm sick of this, this. This. I'm sick of this stuff. I'm sick of these movies that you know that don't treat Egyptian history properly." And and da 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 da. Oh, and, and went into this big rant. So I was like, okay, well, let me see where he goes with this. So he was literally just kind of ranting about how it's, you know, it's cultural appropriation. So I was kind of like, okay, like not what I expected, but all right. right, fair enough. Let's, you know, if he wants to talk, let him say his piece and, and we'll deal with it afterwards. And then he kind of changed pace and was like, Oh, and I'm sick of all these women. Um, you know, I'm sick of all these women being in these movies now. I'm sick of all these women. Right. So I was like, what what do you mean you're you're sick of all these women? Like sick of women, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, he, but, he, but he's going off on one now. Like he's he's entered that zone yeah. where his mouth is just running. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, you know, elaborate a bit. Like, what do you mean by you, you know, you're sort of <laughs> women i don't understand it's like well you know these women are controlling like they're controlling hollywood and da, 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 da. and i was like oh shit okay i've managed to find a fucking crazy <laughs> how do i end this now how do i end this and um he he said something about the actress uh sophia patella who was who's plays the the mummy in this version oh yeah yeah okay i was like yeah you see you know they've gone and got some french woman and da, 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 to play the mummy that's yeah. not right and and so richard said well um I don't know if you know, but Sophia Batella is Algerian. Um, so she's actually from that that part of the world. I mean, yeah, she grew up in France, but you know, technically she is part um she she does come from North Africa. Yeah. So then there's silence for a couple of seconds and he goes, Really? So Rich is like, Yeah, and he's like, That's where I'm from. Yeah. And I thought, Oh my god, you know, this guy's not even done any kind of research, anything. <laughs> He just come on and side check. I'm like, no, he needs to go. He needs to go. <laughs> so I let Rich talk for a little while, and then I was like, right, where do I terminate him? And I terminated his. Connection. Yeah, yeah, because me, me and him started going back and forth. Yeah, because uh, I was, then, yeah, because yeah, he went on a rant. When when he went on his rant, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. This guy claims. Let's see. So I just I took my I took my tablet. And I just started researching in it. Yeah. So this guy's talking, and I every every you you know you guys know Charlie Brown and the Peanuts cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So my boy, like, I've got a five year old boy. Like that's his favorite cartoon at his favorite time. The movie is actually a really good movie. Okay. But you know how I, you know how when the adults talk and it just goes yeah. wah 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 wah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but that's what this guy sounded like in my ear. And I was like, nah, he's just getting on my nerves. <laughs> so let me just let me just do some research. So I I broke that piece. I broke his his thing with you know with like she's Algerian and whatever. Yeah. And he starts talking about the mummy. The mummy shouldn't be a woman. It should be a man. And I was like, well, bro, what are you talking about? Like, uh, why does that like, matter? Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah, it's even like, matter. <laughs> exactly. Like in Egypt, I swear, like anybody could be mummified. Like, wh- what are you yeah. talking about? And then then at that point, Jason, I think while I'm while me and him are going back and forth, and I think Jason managed to find like the button and just well, basically, let's put it this way: it was at this point. That he knew he fucked up, right. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then Jason found the off button, did it, and just cut his <laughs> and cut himself off, man, and just cut him off in it. So nice, yeah. nice. That's a pretty. That's a good. That's a great story. 
So um, uh, that was a, a lesson for, for us in, in the podcast yeah. journey where it's like, okay, you know what, maybe let's like try and have a conversation with people before we get a little, yeah, get a little preamble in something like, of yeah. what they do or, you know, see something of what they do so that we can say, okay, you know, we'll be cool with this person being on. Yeah. You know, it's going to be fine. Our mm-hmm. listeners will appreciate it, you know, and, and that's that. So, so yeah, we've we've um as I said we've been through the wars as well. We've had our fair share of um yeah of crazies on there. Uh, do you guys have a lot of people that that come on your show? Um, a lot of people outside the group. No, so there's like a the the pool of like uh podcast get kind of regular guests has grown like steadily over the years. But it started off with like four of us, and then we expanded out to another uh, another two, and then another guy, and there's like seven of us realistically it's like usually the similar like similar three or four that turn up to most of them um mm. a couple of the guys have got like new you know relatively young kids and so understandably they can have to drop out at the last minute and stuff which is fair enough yeah so you know it's been mostly it's been me and blake and then whoever can make it so like you know i'm, I'm trying to be i've had problems in the past with being a little bit like taking it very personally when they can't make it so i'm trying to get better yeah because Mm. it's like mm. it stresses you out unnecessarily you know you just you're, you're worrying about shit that you don't have to because like you're taking it personally like oh you know they, they're not they're just coming around because they don't want to hang out it's like no they just they got shit some people got shit to do sometimes you know it's just it's yeah. okay you know it's mm. all right mm. that's quite normal it turns out <laughs> i'm just abnormal that's the, what it turns out to be but i'm the one sitting there going like well i'll show them i'll do some video editing oh god what is my life <laughs> So Rob, you've got um, the the gaming channel, which uh, the Gamecast, which I've I've been enjoying quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been kind of the the biggest game that you've played so far that you've really enjoyed? Um, and you know what what have been the the kind of games that you've really enjoyed doing on on the Gamecast as well? In terms of uh, like stuff I've been playing recently, like new stuff or just um, generally? Yeah, yeah, I guess new stuff and anything like kind of old school as well, because we've, we, you know, we're all of an age here. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are, you are, not me, you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was fast. I get on that bus for free. Don't you dare ruin it for me. <laughs> um, I mean, at the moment, the, the thing I'm probably playing the most is uh, Skyrim on my Switch, mm. uh, which is keeping me pretty entertained. Uh, it's been mm. like, it's probably been the right amount of time since the last time I played Skyrim. So I'm finding a lot of stuff that I've either forgotten about because, you know, I mentioned just now that I'm old. Uh, and <laughs> also, there's like DLC that I'd never got to play and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm finding a lot of things that I'm coming to either for the first time or for, for, it's been such a long time that I've forgotten it. So, it's still pretty fresh for me. I've done like 130 hours now. It's just mental. Oh, shit. 130 hours? Yeah, yeah. And that's the second. So I, pl- I played on the Xbox 360 for about that amount of time the first time I played it as well. So, yeah. You know, I'm about coming up to about 300 hours, I think, in total. Wow. Like, it, I'm amazed it keeps my attention for that long. But, you know, <laughs> it's either that. It's a, at the moment, it's either that FIFA or 2K, uh, WWE 2K18 on my Switch. Oh, I don't okay, know if you guys okay. fo- yeah, I don't know if you guys have followed that one, but it's it's badly in need of optimizing because it runs like an absolute dog. Really? Oh shit! Yeah, it's really really bad. It's like there was an article on uh, Eurogamer the other day. Um, is WWE 2K18 the worst game on Switch? Wow! 
Wow. Mm. That's right. The, the kind of conclusion that most people came to in the comments was like, well, no, but it is like probably the worst at the full part, like a full price. Right. You know, mm. There's loads. Of, there's obviously going to be some like, you know, shitty indie games and stuff that get farmed out, like mobile ports and things like that. So that that yeah. stuff's going to turn up. So you know, it, but in terms of in terms of like full price games, 2K18 has been kind of established as like one of the worst because it's just really, really bad, like performance wise. It's fun, like the gameplay is fun, yeah. But it's just it runs on like such a bad delay that it's like watching it in slow motion in like a Royal Rumble. Mm. It just oh, fuck it up. Yeah, it just really, really locks up. Right, right. Yeah. That's but, that's uh, a, that's a, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's odd because I mean, Nintendo seem to to do this every now and again with um, some of the, the ports of, of you know the AAA titles that, that come out on um, other formats. Hmm. It seems sometimes when it goes to a Nintendo for, um, system that something just gets lost along the way. I mean, I remember having um, uh, God, what, what did I play? It was Pro Evolution Soccer. I, I can't remember what version it was, but it was on the Nintendo um, Wii. Yeah, and um, you know they obviously kind of redesigned the game to to make use of of the specific control set for for the Wii and things like that. But mm -hmm. there was a lot that was lost along the way in terms of the gameplay, and it lagged really badly. And I remember people kind of really um, being quite annoyed at, at, at that and at how poor you know the the port had been done. Um, so it's an odd thing. I mean, they they absolutely knock it out the park whenever it's something that it's you know is is nintendo sort of owned or a license that they own but when it's kind of these these other titles it seems sometimes something seems to go wrong in the process there yeah um, i mean the, the thing for me i thought was um my impression is that uh, wwe was rushed out to get out for christmas mm -hmm. because that was one that was like <laughs> it, it was really it went really quiet for the longest time and then it was suddenly like it's coming out in two weeks i'm like that always gets me suspicious yeah when yeah it goes, when it goes from <laughs> yeah i'm not sure to next week it's like what the fuck it's like this is bizarre because mm -hmm. that's not you know like i work i don't work in video games but i work in the gaming sector and that's not how it works you get an, you know if you especially a big project like that you get an idea of when it's coming out you know a fair bit before the week before because <laughs> you got to get it printed if nothing else like yeah, these things, yeah. you, know, you got to send it off to yeah you know get it uh just get all the shit that needs to get done yeah as well. exactly but you know now they don't they didn't do the marketing and now i understand why right because it would have been like shit if you if they played a trailer it would have been god awful like i took a video to show my friend and you know the running joke now is we're just like doing all the wrestler entrances in slow motion like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it sounds like the, the weird thing is like, i don't know if you guys um jay you might be able to speak to this better than uh, rich but do you remember um through the keyhole oh hell yeah yeah of course. yeah when we <laughs> when we do uh when we sp uh, slow down the phenomenal aj styles we end up sounding like lloyd grossman <laughs> oh shit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah oh so, in yeah, fact yeah. you know what sorry rob you see when i said that you guys are old i'm, I'm actually probably one i'm actually older than jay so i was just gassing <laughs> oh, i was just chatting shit so yes yeah, so i know through the keyhole it? <laughs> <laughs> all right well lesson learned i can make it makes me happy man if i can make through the keyhole references then i'm happy <laughs> Oh, bloody hell, that, that's wild. Like, who could live in a place like this? Yeah, it's both like, the phenomenal yeah. AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that's a bit of a fail. But um, that takes me nicely to the to the next question, really, because uh, 
obviously based on um, what you've just said, you're, you're a Nintendo Switch owner. I am. I have um, all the consoles. And we've talked about the Nintendo Switch a lot on, on the podcast here. Um, so I guess the, the question to ask next is, uh, have you been surprised at all at how successful the, the Nintendo Switch has been in terms of sales? Because it's it's been an absolute phenomenon um, in terms of like, you know, retail sales, particularly, I think, in North America. Mm. Um, it's done superbly well. Um, so has it kind of shocked you that, that Nintendo have been able to do that? Because, I mean, I know at a point after the Wii U and, and how mm. that kind of performed quite, you know, sort of lackluster, it's, yeah. there were some kind of doubts about, you know, whether Nintendo really could produce another console that would, would capture the imagination again. But it seems like the Switch has, has done, as said, superbly well. So, I mean, did it yeah. come as a surprise to you as, as, as a regular gamer? Um, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that it was popular because Nintendo have this this knack for capturing people's imagination with um, with new releases. So like they really give you, they they're really good at trailers and things like that, and they really give you a sense of what you can potentially do with that stuff. Yeah, and a lot um, a lot of people when they watch trailers, myself included, I really I really appreciate that kind of um, you know that sort of allow allowing me to um imagine the kind of the the depths to which it can go you know the uh, the depths the uh the steps like how far they how far they can take uh you know how far they can take the tech mm, mm. um so i was i wasn't surprised that it was popular i have been quite surprised by it to what degree mm. it's already i mean it already outsold the Wii U's lifetime sales within like 9 months that's madness. Mm. Like you know, I say I had no no sense of uh, of that kind of being how far it would go. I really was quite shocked by that. Mm. So you know, in that respect, I'm I'm surprised. I'm not like I say I'm not surprised so much that it was successful because it's Nintendo. That seems to be something they tend to be able to pull out of the hat. Mm. It doesn't yeah you know, to me to me it doesn't seem to matter kind of what came before. It will you know they they come into everything almost with a clean slate. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting actually about Nintendo is um, I can only I think I remember reading somewhere that they only made a loss up until the like the end of the GameCube's lifespan. They yeah. only made a loss on in like a single month mm. in their entire history, or it's like a short period where you know they've been a company for like over a hundred years. And they started off making um, I think playing cards or something like that. Yeah, yeah, play, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Um, so they've been you know they've been a company like that for so long. And it was only in like I, I have to double check that fact because now I've, it sounds like ridiculous when I say it. But um, when they, like I say they started to, they only really started to make a loss like for odd months of the GameCube and the and the um, Wii U's lifespan. Otherwise, they've always been well run in terms of um, profit, like operating profit. The, the, the profit might go up and down, but they're always you know it's very rare that they run at a loss. They're usually pretty good at sort of keeping it. Um, keeping it tight at, uh, at the financial level. Plus, like they take their, hmm. they seem to take it very like a lot of things to heart. So when they um, when they lose money, like the CEO will announce he's taking like a thirty percent pay cut or something because he feels responsible. Yeah. Mm. Which is fair enough, you know. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it, but uh, I'm also not the head of a major corporation. There are many steps in law to stop that from happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, okay. it, it's Nintendo, um, you know, they not only do they survive, they thrive. 
Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there, there was a said many a, a time during, you know, the launch of the first ever Sony PlayStation and then the PlayStation 2 and then the Microsoft Xbox and the 360 and, you know, the um, right up to the sort of the PS4 and the Xbox One and where people in some, you know, sections were, were kind of predicting, you know, the death of Nintendo. Like this is the thing that's, that's really going to kill them as a, yeah. as a console manufacturer. Um, you know, because they, they, they're not going to have the, the tech to keep up with, um, you know, Sony and Microsoft and, yeah. and the power to do it. And yet, you know, time and time again, um, like the plucky underdog, they seem to, you know, always find a way to, to kind of continue to, to, to make themselves relevant with um, gaming audiences. And yeah, you, you, you've really got to hold your, um, tip your hat off to them, I think. You know, For sure. Yeah. They've, you know, they've, they've not, like I say, they're not, uh, they're not stupid by any means. Clearly, the people who run it. Mm, mm, yeah, mm, mm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I still need to. I'm, I'm like kind of fighting the, the urge to, to buy a switch because the like I've got bills and shit. That I need to yeah, pay, that's but... fair enough, man. I mean, <laughs> literally, the only reason I have one is because I commute. So for me, it's like it's ideal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm. I have seen like a lot. I mean, Rich, you know, I, I mentioned this to you on on a previous pod how. How many people I've seen um, on our commute now on on the tube in, in London that you see just with a switch, you know, playing yep. a, a switch. Yeah. Um, whereas before it used to be, you know, people on on their mobiles, um, and you still get that obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I've been really surprised at the amount of people I've seen with a, a switch on the tube just playing it. And um, yeah, they've they've really pulled off something, um, you know, quite impressive. With yeah, for sure. In terms of what the Pardon me, what they've done with that hardware. So, yeah, really, really impressive stuff, man. Really impressive. But, um, yeah, let's change pace a little bit and move on from uh, video gaming. Because I know, um, Rob, you do a lot of uh, unboxings for yes. um, games and, and, and card games and tabletop games and things mm-hmm. like that as well. Um, now, I haven't really played tabletop games in, in, God, years. I think the last time I, I played a tabletop game was maybe about three years ago when I went to um, like a gaming themed pub. Um, okay, nice. Um, oh, oh, is it, um, what's it called? I went to it recently. Uh, I went to one recently. Uh, there's one called Loading Bar. Um, oh, okay. Is this one. Is there's, one. there's one in uh, Dalston and uh, I believe there's one of the same franchise though, not with the same name that's in Stratford. Uh, oh, okay. In London. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're they're two of the of the ones that are there, and I believe there's another one as well. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head where it is. But where's the one you went to? Haggerston. Now, just I've been trying to work out where it was while you were, while you were describing these ones because I was wondering if it might be the same one. But no, the Haggerston is like a board game cafe, and I think yeah, it's one right. of the most it's one of the first like really famous ones. Oh, okay. We okay. went there for uh, my brother-in-law. Well, brother-in-law to be hmm. um, his birthday. He wanted to go to. Um, like a D evening so we went to that it's cool. pretty fun although um we were with like a small it was a group of like six of us um in total and there were three um me my fiance and her brother and then two people together and then one random dude who like was clearly just there because he likes D. more power to him mm-hmm. but um yeah we were we were a little bit like by the end we were a little bit annoyed because the the couple who were there were clearly like shit-faced you know when there's like for me there's like a a difference between when you don't take a game seriously and when you don't take a game seriously yes obviously you 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 know the idea is to have fun with your gaming right if you're not having fun with it you're doing it wrong 
Yeah. But um, when like every, you know, the answer to every single thing is like, oh, I try and kill him. It's like, come on, like this isn't, you know, this is not how this is supposed to be played. Like, don't try and kill literally every NPC in the fucking town because like, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to get the, how are we supposed to complete the mission, Dick? Like, <laughs> have you thought that through? No, I don't think you fucking have. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, um, yeah, said I haven't really played uh, much sort of tabletop games um, mm. since my my visit then. But um, what kind of stood out to me was was the diversity of games that that you get now. I mean, oh um, yeah, you mentioned sort of Dungeons and Dragons, um, which mm-hmm. is, is still going strong uh, to this day. But um, you know, there was a game that a, a group of us played, which was based on the movie Aliens um ah yeah it was awesome i mean i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now but um you know it it was really really awesome and what was quite striking to me was how busy this this pub was um Mm -hmm. you know it and it wasn't just people you know going and having a drink after work it was people actually getting down with the board games yeah um, and and the tabletop games and the card games and things like that Mm -hmm. um and there seems to be i mean especially in in sort of the last five years a real kind of um, resurgence behind board games and, and you know, a way that, that they've kind of tapped into to popular culture and the way that popular culture in general is, is becoming, um, yeah. you know, quite a thing now. Um, board games have been able to kind of uh, latch onto that as well. Um, so I just wanted to ask you the, your thoughts really as to what you think may be behind the, the kind of rise of, of these things. Because as I said, you know, D&D, you know, was... was basically the the domain of of the uber nerd you know and now it's it's, you know perfectly sociable socially acceptable for people to go and um and and play you know whether it's dungeons and dragons or or even something as simple as connect four you know yeah the point is you know people are really kind of infused by by tabletop gaming so yeah it was just Mm -hmm. kind of get your thoughts really on, on what you think that is yeah, well, I mean, I, there's like a few things that I think happened in short succession that kind of led to this stuff. I mean, Brad, who's on the show, can probably speak to this a lot better than I can because he's in, he's been like a tabletop gamer for decades, and you know he's never short of an opportunity to tell you. Um, <laughs> but he's um, so my feeling personally is that a couple of things happened one after the other. So um, obviously, Big Bang Theory was a was a big kind of sleeper hit when it came to TV and and mm. took the world by storm in a way that, you know, I would say a lot of sitcoms only dream of doing. Yeah. 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 Um, and what happened, I think was they, a lot of people who watched that show and I'm going to like, you know, I, I do, I'm not to impugn like the, the motives of most people, but there were some basic bitches in there. <laughs> and what they, pro- what I think happened is a lot of those people went, Oh, in show they play board games i like show i want look cool i play board games too and i think a decent chunk of people went and did that and then a percentage of them stayed yeah and you know it's like there will there will be people who are currently involved in that (laughs) stuff who will i i have no doubt they will move on there will be a point where it's no longer trendy and there'll be some new thing that takes that doesn't take over but kind of becomes the the thing in focus and then some of those people, a percentage of them will will switch over and just move on to that. I think a decent portion of them will stick around. And I think the reason is because a lot of people have finally realized that this stuff is fun. And it's not just, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like um 
sweaty nerds kind of sat in a basement i mean you can do that if you want and you know again more power to you whatever as long as you're not hurting anyone do what do you do you but uh it's i think that's part of it is like the 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 swell that's kind of come from places where it's you wouldn't have necessarily expected people to enjoy this stuff and it's because they've kind of come into it and gone oh shit this is fun and stuck around and actually stuck with it Mm. and there'll be a point where like i said there'll be a point where this stuff comes out of fashion because there's always a point where all this stuff happens you know that that always that's inevitable but i think a decent percentage of people will stick around at least for a while and i think the you know it's only going to get bigger and bigger to be honest Mm. because i think now also there's like a there's also this thing so this is the other thing i'm kind of touching on i've mentioned it i'm on um, a podcast called talk star wars as well like but it's going fucking everywhere um there's no getting rid of me (laughs) <laughs> and um, one of the things we talked about, and I, I, I suggested that there's like a demographic of every fan base that I liken to sort of modern WWE audiences. Yeah. In the sense that they're the ones who like outward, like openly reject the business's attempts to make the new heroes for the kids. Mm. So like they, you know, they, they enjoyed John Cena when he was like making fun of people and he was allowed to say more stuff. And then it went PG and suddenly like he can't say as much stuff. And they started to resent John Cena because he's the one who's in front of them every week. Mm. Mm. So then John Cena is no longer the guy. So now they start to kind of, you know, warm to him a bit. And now they boo Roman Reigns all the time because he's clearly the one that the, the business wants to make the new hero for the kids once John Cena's no longer around. So there's a there's a section of fans that have refused to accept and i think it comes from a good place i think it's just you know an, a sort of unwillingness to grow up and we've all got that to a degree um but there's a a section of the fan base that's unwilling to accept that at some point in history something stopped being made for them and them alone mm. and it happens in yeah, star yeah. wars it's like you know there's yeah. this big obviously like last jedi was this big divisive movie over christmas um and i'm sure it ruined friendships and all sorts of shit like that um and i think what's happening is like the fandom who kind of grew up on this stuff has stuck around because you know why would why would you not and they've you know sunk their money into these properties over the years and made them and helped them grow and then the the companies have understandably gone okay well we need this isn't like a you know this shouldn't be uh, a sustainable long-term growth strategy if we want to keep making money and keep making stuff and s- survive as a company we need to also have a younger fan base kind of working their way into it mm-hmm. so they start they carry on making stuff that appeals to the youth as they do you know like george lucas has never been big on you know denying that uh, star wars was made for 12 year olds mm-hmm. and you know um the the sort of older fans most people i think get it the really vocal minority don't they just don't they can't compute that something wasn't made for them because if one thing the internet has done and we joked about it earlier is it's made everybody into a narcissist Mm. because if if you believe you're amazing there's enough people on instagram or twitter or facebook and i'm on all those platforms so i'm aware i'm a hypocrite (laughs) uh (laughs) there's um enough people on all those platforms going to tell you you're fucking amazing and there's not going to be anything that's going to do to change your mind after that because some stranger in you know, maybe not even a stranger, maybe a friend halfway across the world told you you're fucking great. Like, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of, you know, there's this, this um, you're backed up by this stuff. You're, rein- you're reinforced. So when you go, you know, when Star Wars says, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to come up with a new batch of heroes to sort of, you know, to, to be heroes for the younger generation. Some of the older fans go, no, fuck you. You haven't finished making my heroes. It's like, no, we kind of have. 
Like, because eventually, as we've seen, unfortunately, these actors don't last forever. Mm. Huh. So, you know, we, we, we have to move on. And they're like, no, I don't want to move on because then I have to accept that I'm an adult and that comes with responsibilities and shit. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, we, yeah, joke, yeah. we joke about life, like life getting in the way of fun, but the reality is we, you know, we, uh, we handle our shit and most people do. But, like, there's a small group who just don't want to accept that, like, their childhood is finished, like this permanent state of arrested development. Uh, uh, uh. it's just going to carry on like that i think and it's getting if anything it's getting worse like the you know the dialogue is like super toxic on the internet about a lot of these fandom properties and you know how do you i mean to be honest i think outlets like you guys and you know i try and do the same thing with the stuff i do we have to be the the better example that like we have to have the, we've got the platform to have these big nuanced discussions about how media how um how things should be handled like how we interact with each other and how we deal with each other and i think we've got the best opportunity of anybody in the world to try and to affect change in how we discuss things mm. and i think that's like the best kind of it's the best and the worst thing because we've got all the responsibility but at the same time we've also that also gives us all the all the cards to play yeah that's what we need to like stick with and that's what we need to stick to our guns and if i ever run for political office and like again there are systems in place to stop that from happening but if i ever do then you can bet that i'm going to be asking for a copy of this because this is like the best manifesto i'll ever get <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you just you just you just went super you just went super serious man fuck yeah. <laughs> like, super serious I was, I, I was sitting down just and like like fuck, this guy needs like yeah we need to get him something like, like we need to get you something for coming on the show to get and doing that man fuck like, oh, guys, you, being on the show is enough of a gift like don't you worry about it no man, um, I mean, yeah i hear you 100 percent. i mean it's something that that we've discussed a lot on on our podcast is yeah it's kind of you know the impact that um the rise of 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 sort of uh popular culture and, and geek culture i guess and, and mm. how with you know the way technology has changed and the way that we interact with each other has changed how the, mm. the conversation around these things can sometimes become very toxic very quickly yeah um and you know there, there seems to be a real inability from from people to to kind of pull back for a minute and look at you know the, the bigger picture with regards mm. to these things in, in in the way that you've actually outlined you know quite eloquently um oh. people don't seem to be able to to do that anymore which is an, an odd odd thing really but i'm um, rich sorry you're gonna say something weren't you i don't think i was i was just gonna say that yes yeah, um no i was no i wasn't i was i was just agreeing with what you guys are saying like um i think i'm yeah i've not i've actually got nothing to add to that like you guys have just pretty much banged the nail on the head to be honest boom <laughs> yeah <laughs> mic drop <laughs> no, are you kidding it's just expensive <laughs> um but yeah no but but insane yeah like it's it's scary some of the stuff that, that i that i see online um that yeah. people write like it's and and i mean and i mean not even scared as like oh like i'm i'm scared but just scared about some of the stuff that people that some of the some of the stuff that comes out of people's mouths yeah like that's like um, i was watching um uh the breakfast club is like is like a, is a radio show in the states oh okay and um and and they were interviewing a a, a comedian called Sinbad, yeah you yeah you know Sinbad, and yeah. he said something like really really funny, which was just like listen, and he's he's kind of he's old school, you know, so and he's he's a bit like Michael Rappaport at this moment of time, like Michael Rappaport has had this renaissance in his career through social media, specifically Instagram, right now, 
and he's just like listen we're fucking all grown adults here like if you've got something to say whether it's bad whether it's good but especially if it's bad then just say it and own your shit yeah. don't come and say your stuff and i click on your page and it's you've got like a, a private page and there's a picture of like a frog or something like that I ain't got time for you fucking keyboard warriors <laughs> if you want beef bring beef yeah but then at the same time like i said like some of the stuff that comes out of these people's mouths when it's you know whether it be about race gender or just mm. like just not being allowed to like a specific you know franchise because you weren't there from the beginning Mm. It's, it's it's some fucking nazi shit man <laughs> like it's mad like some of the stuff that, you know like you say the fact the fact that people can get so protective over some of this shit that like yeah let's be fair in these media properties they have no you know they, they put some money towards it but i'm talking yeah. they're talking like drops in the bucket and like pebbles in the ocean mm. in terms mm. of how much of the money has come from their pocket but they act like they're on the fucking board like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I said, you know, if you have enough people like telling you you're right, and this is the this is one of the downsides of like the internet. I mean, it's it's wonderful in the sense that everybody can be connected. Like we can have a conversation right now about this stuff. The fact that we can do that is awesome, right? This wouldn't have been mm, possible mm. ten years ago. It's like I say, I can fucking attest to this. Like you know, yeah. pointing pointing fucking microphones at uh, laptop speakers, like can just you can hear my pain in my voice as I describe it. God, uh, <laughs> but. You know, these things weren't, you know, it just wasn't possible to whip up this much kind of a frenzy over the web 10 years ago. Like, it yeah. just wasn't, like, it's it's crazy to think that we've come so far in technology that, you know, those things can feel like a lifetime ago, these, yeah. like, these mechanisms. But, you know, how... It, you know, you could if it was like a... We talked about this once on the Crazy Train, actually, because we had a lot of discussions about, like... Um, we 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 had we made a lot of um missteps when we first started about like making jokes that we didn't have you know we didn't have the trust there to like for people to be able to say oh no they're not they're kidding they're not serious like and if you yeah. go back to listen to some of those shows like they are you know they toe the line of what is acceptable and sometimes they probably you know stick a foot across mm. um but you know we we kind of owned it and i'm always very keen to leave those things there for people to un like for people to hear because it's you know i think it's important to not to try and sort of hide this stuff if you you know if you said something that you're happy to put out there to the potentially anybody in the world then you should be prepared to own it you know and be prepared to acknowledge it forever even if you don't agree with it anymore it's mm. like it's just it's just that's just basic to me but um yeah, yeah we made a lot of those missteps in the past it's like you know so i understand kind of how these things can, how these things could build up, but like you know, we could have been very, very. Un it could have been very unfortunate if we had uh, not been, you know, if we'd not been lucky, if we'd had, uh, if we'd caught like at the same time, if we'd caught kind of the wrong side of some of these like keyboard warrior, offendertron, you know, everything upsets me kind of pussies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if we'd fallen afoul of some of them, I can imagine it would have been, you know, if yeah. nothing else, it would have been annoying. I don't know yeah. about like how bad it would have been, but yeah. it would have been, yeah. been irritating for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, we we um we have a a friend who um is the one of the the few women who owns a comic book store in in the UK. Okay. Um, and she had a a really bad experience with um, YouTube. Surprise, surprise. I mean, like if you <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There are some very un unsavory characters on YouTube comment section. 
Yeah. But, um, you know, th this was around the time that the uh, Ghostbusters reboot had, had come out. Um, so oh, man. they'd done the, you know, the trailer and the trailer, the first trailer had sort of come out. And yeah. people were kind of like, oh, dear, this doesn't look too good. No. Uh, you know, and most of, 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 the, the kind of you know emotionally intelligent people were were sort of like okay this this isn't really looking like a movie that's going to appeal to me and sort of we're leaving yeah. it at that yeah but then you know as you probably are well aware there there was this hardcore element that um, mm. were absolutely you know diametrically opposed to this film on yeah. every level oh yes um, and were determined to ensure that it crashed and burned yeah um, so she uh this friend of ours had recorded a video on on youtube mm -hmm. explaining why um she was looking forward to it okay um, and it was a very sort of personal thing you know she was yeah. kind of talking about the fact that um you know as a, a woman she didn't feel that there were many um you know heroes uh for her to to kind of um aspire to and and you know that by having a, a big budget movie like this with with four women as as leads was was going to you know encourage um, young girls to get into the genre and to get into you know kind of sci-fi and, and and things like that and yeah you know only good things usually come from that when you're able to draw in new people um, mm -hmm. that way um, so you know and and it was quite a passionate video you know she got quite passionate at, at certain points now you know uh, all of us here are, are, are not necessarily fans of the movie to varying degrees yeah no, um, that seems fair but, to say but, <laughs> but, which is you know which is fair enough but the yeah. point was that you know she was just expressing her opinion about yes yeah, subjective and opinion it's like yeah her subjective yeah. opinion super, of what it meant to super her. harmless yeah and um you know i said to her look can we um kind of is, is it okay if i kind of link my video your video to an article that i'm i'm writing on on the blog uh, mm -hmm. Because I'd written, you know, this piece basically just saying, like, everybody calm the fuck down. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a Ghostbusters movie. We don't need to have World War Three over this. No. Um, so I did that. And literally the next day she messaged me and she was like, um, did you post the, the video up? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to take it down. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Okay. And she was like, literally, like, my comment section on YouTube has just been flooded with trolls, basically. People uh, yeah. um, who were being quite personal about her appearance. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. Yeah, basically, like, oh, you're just a, you know, you're you're just a fucking SJW. And da, 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 which uh -huh. is, like, that term in itself, like, I don't understand how that term is a negative. Because to me, I'm old school. And to me, social justice warriors are Gandhi and Martin Luther King. And people like that. And, yeah, and, and, like, and Wolfie yeah. Smith. Don't forget yeah. Wolfie Smith as well. Yeah. 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 I, think the, I think the disconnect is, like, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. Those were actual warriors for social justice. I think where it, what it started off as, like, because I spend a lot of time, kind of, I'm quite interested in this stuff, especially like the, the pop culture wars, as it were. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, the the social justice warrior thing started off as like uh, to highlight the discrepancy between the people's perception of themselves and the reality. Mm. And it's like you know they thought they were like you know people thinking they were like Martin Luther King. When actually, mm. all they're doing is going onto their tw like their Twitter with eighty six followers and whinging about something until it and demanding it gets taken down because they don't they don't enjoy it. It's like mm. it's, it was like a it started off as kind of a a mockery thing, I guess. 
is the best way to describe mm. it. So, so I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by this stuff. So I've been like all sorts of, you know, I've spent a lot of time in comment threads for my sins. Yeah, you know, the, the situation for her just escalated wildly to the point yeah. that I don't even feel comfortable with it anymore. I'm just going to delete the whole video. Yeah. And, um, you know, about 24 hours later, I was watching a, a video with um, a YouTube film critic, uh, mm -hmm. a guy called John Campia from the States. Okay. And um, he had done uh, a trailer review for the, the movie and he kind of pointed out, you know, as he's usually his way, he pointed out things that he was positive about and things mm -hmm. that he felt didn't work for him. Yeah. Um, and then he said, you know, like literally 24 hours later, his video had got like thousands of downvotes. Yeah. You know, the comment section was flooded with things. And he was like, you know, where, where the hell did this come from? Like, you know, I, yeah. I never I've spoken about, you know, some of the most controversial movies you can think of and have not got a response like this. Why are people, why is this happening? So he reached out to a friend of his who works for YouTube and said to them, look, can you have a look at, at you know, at what's going on with these numbers for me? Mm -hmm. So they came back to him and they said, yeah, we, we think you're going to want to have a look at this. And they sent him a link to 4chan. Right. And in 4chan, um, th there had been this group created that was going to, um, with the express purpose of, basically download voting and trolling anybody who had anything positive to say about Ghost oh wow and he posted up screenshots of it and it was literally you could see in the com you know in the conversation threads they were sort of like oh this person's just posted a video here and then they put up a link and then say, okay let's all go here and, and flood it yeah and we'll do the same thing that we do and i looked at it and i was like like really, you've got that much time on your hands? That's that? it, man. That's what that's what impresses me about right. it. It's like who does who has this doesn't have shit to do? Like yeah, like I mean, I know we we joke that we all ain't got shit to do, but still, man, there, there's life, dude. Like yeah. you know, you're, there's, there's a whole world outside your window, man. Like you know, well, I, this, I you know, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it just I was just like, wow. I don't, is this kind of what? fandom has descended into you know where people want to shit on other people's fandoms because mm -hmm. you know i don't like it so therefore fuck you and it's like you know it's it's just crazy i mean like i've i've you know as as rich knows <laughs> very well i'm um you know I, I i hate with a passion the transformers movies okay because i you know i'm like a g1 fan and g1 okay die um, you know, that that was like a pivotal moment in my childhood was when I discovered, you know, the, the Transformers animated series. And, yeah. And so it's very dear to my heart. So what they've done with the movies is just like so far removed from what I know that I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I can't take this. I mean, I went to watch the last one in the cinema because I suppose I'm a masochist. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, yeah, uh, it really just disturbs me. And and I've said it in, you know, in different reviews and, and different things that, that we've talked about on the podcast about them, about how much I dislike them. But yeah. at the same time, I've always kind of acknowledged that, you know, the as much as I hated it, I mean, there was the um, Age of Extinction, I think it was, Transformers Age of Extinction, that made a billion dollars yeah. worldwide. Sure. So clearly, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't feel the same way I do because they've gone and taken their money and spent it to go and watch the movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of had to sort of check myself in a way and say, well, you know what, as much as I have these feelings about it, at the end of the day, if these people like it and, you know, they're not doing any harm to anyone, then, pff, you know, what, what the hell? I just, yeah. 
yeah walk away from it you know it's not every battle you have to fight as, as it's hard it is hard though you like you do away. find yourself you know you you see yourself reading a trailer and like reading the trailer what the fuck um watching a trailer and then you read the comments and people are like oh i'm excited for this and you're just like what is wrong with you but then you have to like bite down and be like no it's mm. subjective it's art you just have to let accept that they're they've got weird tastes you know to you and it's and that's okay and that's fine and they can you know as long as i've got like no issue with with stuff existing that i'm not interested in as long as i can still get access to the stuff that i want to watch mm. like, as long as there's movies that appear, you know are not made for me specifically but are made uh to appeal to people like me yeah. then i'm gonna i'm gonna find something to enjoy it's like you know if you go out for a for like dinner you know, if you if you go to a restaurant menu and you sit and you expect everything on every single item on the menu to cater for you, you're a fucking lunatic. Mm. Or you're basically in somewhere with like three items on the menu, which yeah. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It just it, you know, it makes no sense to me at all. And and you know, it, it goes back to kind of what you were saying about sort of Star Wars and and mm -hmm. Jedi and, and yeah, about that and how that was received and. Yeah, you know, it, it just it to me it's it's crazy because the, the the thing is there's so much content nowadays. Oh, totally. There's so much content. We've never in you our know. history had it yeah. so good as nerds. It's just not. There's no comparison <laughs> no. whatsoever. No madness. I mean, Rich can tell you many a story about um you know sort of how we um how our friendship kind of sparked up and, and sort of the, you know, the early days when, when we'd go to, you know, the local comic book store around the corner from our college and, mm -hmm. um, you know, he'd pick up a few comics. I might pick up something now and again, and you kind of almost felt, I mean, uh, Rich, I know didn't, but I kind of almost felt a bit like, Oh, this is a bit dirty and CD, isn't it? I'm going into a comic book store to buy comics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just felt like a bit, you know, uh, um, very niche. But mm. now, you, you know, with there's just, as you said, so much stuff in, and it, we can digest it in so many ways that if, if something doesn't agree with you fundamentally to, mm. you know, for whatever reason, it is okay to just go, you know what, that ain't for me, and just walk away and go, but maybe this thing over here is, is Yeah, more let's see if I can find something else. Yeah. Get that, you know, and just move on. Um, it doesn't have to be a war, but... Um, yeah, it's, that, said, it, you know, it's team sports now. Yeah. That's what it is, basically. It's, it's become like everybody's got their side. Yes. And it happens yeah. in, like, yeah. you know, it happens in that kind of political arena. It happens in uh, films... Like I mean, everybody's like you're either Team Marvel or you're Team DC. You can't just yeah. think both are fine. You have mm. to you have to pick. You know, mm. it's mm. like a like you have to take loyalty tests and recite panels back to people. It's like crazy, like how invested. Let's say it's 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 simultaneously awesome and terrifying how invested people can get in these properties. Mm. Well, the thing is, uh, I think that's even more terrifying. This is me just having a bit of a brain fart. <laughs> like you said like you said it was almost like a war like you're either on one side or the other yeah it's just kind of scary like how how quick people are prepared well you know what not so much now because it's, it's digital but how quick people are prepared to shed blood not literally but yeah. blood for something that they have this passion for and mm. it just reminded me of like um there's a there's a bit in like um this is me geeking out a bit sherlock holmes too where yeah. he has the, where i mean like he has this whole thing um where um moriarty is trying to kickstart i think world war one yeah and then um and then basically there's this conversation between holmes and, and moriarty and 
Holmes is basically saying like, well, I don't think you're right. I think basically, you know, if I can prevent this, then, you know, we'll obviously move on to the next part and we'll, we can still be a great people. Yeah. And obviously he's wrong because I think World War One eventually ends up happening, I think like a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you always read all this literature and you see it in the films and you see it on TV. And it's, and it's always that, you know, when aliens come down to invade and one of our friends who, um, who we interviewed yesterday who did like the one page comic book and there's a story called Invaders mm-hmm. um, and there's, it's got a bit of a twist at the end. And it's almost like we're just built to fucking break stuff and to just harm people. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like, I just feel really down and upset now, like, after this conversation that you guys have just had. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, it's, and it's just that thing is like, but it comes from, almost, it starts off coming from a good place where it's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I like this. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I have this passion for this. I don't want to share this with you. You're, you're a fuck face because you like this now. And now I'm going to try and destroy your life. And it's just like, yeah. where did this come from? This escalated quickly. I'm going to get and, you um, fired because you gave Last Jedi a seven out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like what, like seven out of ten, it easily just deserved the six. But like, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you, you lunatic, you bastard? <laughs> but then, yeah, but then, like, and and that's and that's a, that's the thing that's just just really upsetting. And it's and it's weird when you're saying about how it's you've seen it progress from like you know for how long you've been doing the podcast. Yeah, because me and Jason remember going to you know going to um the first one of the first comic cons. Yeah, and like and just being like you know just we were like just kind of we kind of stood out just being like maybe like the only black guys there okay and then and then people not wanting to talk to us and then oh, basically really? we've seen yeah so now we've seen like this ex- this world expand and as the world as this geek world has expanded it's almost like it's, it's contracting at the same time with like the amount of just like badness and like small madness that's, that's happening it's, it's just the weirdest thing but it's yeah but when you guys just bring it up it just makes me just want to slip my wrists man that's the spirit. Well, the let's let's see if we can bring that subject yeah. back up. Um, yeah. <laughs> the thing to keep in mind is, like I said, we are in the best position possible to have good discussions about this stuff. I mean, you guys are named for it. Mm. Like you have, we have this platform, and mm. we can be the example of how the world should be. We can put the world to rights in that respect. So you know, don't don't take it like personally. These people, like some people, just want to watch the world burn, and you're never going to reach those people. Yeah. The best you can do is, like I said, you can set the example of how you think discussion about film and you know comics and um, music and games. And, le- and let's be fair, stuff that in the grand scheme of things is awesome, but doesn't matter. Like, yeah. It's these things, you know. This is what another thing that like people have got such like a again. It's like a wearing a, a sports jersey. I mean, fuck! I saw a, a tweet today, and it made me crack up laughing because it's so true. Um, somebody wrote the probably the most interesting thing about me is that I don't tie my identity to a Harry Potter house. It's like, I mean, for mm. a start, read read another fucking book. There's so many, like, <laughs> and it's not to, and it's not even to say like they're not good books because they're perfectly fine. Like, mm. but it, it's just like Jesus Christ, and not everything has to be a, a Harry Potter reference. I used to have a mate when I was at uni who compared everything to the matrix it drove me up the fucking wall then and it drives me up the fucking wall now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's say like, yeah but i was talking about positivity wasn't i shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the um like i say the reality is that we have the power we have the power in our hands right now and anytime and anybody listening now has exactly this kind of power to you can have the discussions you want to have and you can set show show the world how it's supposed to be using platforms that are available to you and it's never been easier to have a platform for this stuff 
True. As long as you know, as long as you're not a dick about it, you can get away with a lot. Like, you know, I'm living proof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. That's what I say. We need more um, positivity around all of our fandoms right now. Yeah, and um, you know, it could because when people are positive about it, you know, there's tremendous things that that come out of it. You know, yeah, um, for sure. It's my, you know, my my friendship with Richard is is owed to basically to comic books you know that's yeah. where we we kind of made our initial connection i mean mm. <laughs> richard's told the story many times about how we first met mm. which is kind of funny um and you know but it, it it's that it's the power that this fandom has and, and and the power that pop culture has to to bring people together you know we we've got people who um we speak to quite regularly from you know different parts of the world who came to us because of their fandom and because they're they're passionate about something and you know that leads to then learning more about them as a person and and then suddenly you know the next thing you know you're you're like wow you're actually like a cool human being and you're someone that i'd really like to you know kind of spend some time with and i think you know at its best that's what uh, you know our, our thing can do it's it's it has this ability to to make people connect and and people sometimes who wouldn't perhaps under other circumstances may just pass each other by because of, you know, this thing exists. It, it, it means that, you know, these people can make connections and, um, and beautiful things come of it. So, um, yeah. No, it's true. It's very true. I mean, I wouldn't, if you told me that even say three years ago, that by the, t by the time this conversation happened on this day, I would mm -hmm. have performed a cross-continental rap battle with a guy on a different Star Wars podcast in Canada where we referenced Lord of the Rings and everybody loved it, I would say you're a mm. lunatic. But, mm. that's, but that's, <laughs> that's the world in which we live now. Mm. It's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy, exciting, vibrant world. And mm. the solution is, you know, the solution to these problems of, like, tribal tribalism um, which is kind of what it boils down to. And, like, you touched on it, Jay, when you were talking about it. You, you know, people who invest in these properties like but the, the downside is basically that when you invest so heavily because may i don't know for various reasons maybe it's like one of your few outlets in life or maybe you take it super seriously because you've got like a bad home life or whatever for whatever reason you get involved in it like you end up taking it personally when people don't like it mm. because like but that's mm. you know that's, mm. my, that's my favorite thing in the world how can it how can somebody dislike it like they must be deficient they must be hitler like, that's the only solution they can come to in their heads because, like I say, read another fucking mm. book. But, you know, it's it's that that's kind of the downside of it almost. It's like everybody wears their heart on their sleeve about this stuff. But um, I forgot my original fucking point. <laughs> Went off into the weeds. <laughs> this, this going off into the weeds thing only works so many times for me and then it's just like, the brain is just like, no, you can't have this one. Fuck off. He <laughs> <laughs> goes like, no, you're talking too much sense. Turn yeah. it off. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, no, but absolutely, man. So, um, yeah, if there's anything to take away from that, listeners, is that you know show each other a little love man Come yeah on, like, that was it yeah, but, i've got, I've got yeah. it I'm, my, my, it came back to me so the what i was going to say is when it comes to <laughs> discussing this stuff the solution is not to speak to people less it's to speak to people as much as you possibly can and yeah. engage with them like respectfully be you know be good like don't be dicks yeah i'd get out a t-shirt maybe yeah, it's it's real easy. Yeah. You know? It's real, real it, easy. It you'd think, and yeah, it seems to be <laughs> increasingly hard. But. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how this thing is going to play out. But, you know, the, I'm I'm generally an optimist in nature. So mm-hmm. I, I prefer to, you know, believe that whilst we still have hope that, that positive things can come and whilst we, you know, I continue to see evidence of, of positivity around it, then, you know, there's, you know, there's always hope for the future. So for me, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I see it really. So. Yeah, hopefully we will we'll get there one day, geeks. We'll get there one day. Endure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's let's talk something a, a little bit more fun. Um, what's your sort of earliest memory of a, of a tabletop game that you've played, Rob? Um, um, let me think. So, I mean, I'm guessing we're excluding like. Monopoly and Risk and yeah, I mean, it's excluding sort of, I guess, um, you know, the the Connect Four, Monopoly and, and Scrabble, which I was forced to play by my mother, and I still don't forgive her for. <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was her she, reasoning behind it? She insisted it was going to improve my vocabulary, and I was like, I I, I don't care. Like, this is not fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'll I'm read the goddamn book. All right. <laughs> 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 Get to play guess who and i'm sitting here trying to like make teal out of like several letters and yeah oh. you know what mom they're detectives now because of that <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> they were set up from like, day one come on <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm trying to think so like i came into tabletop in terms of like the stuff we associate with with proper table proper tabletop listen to what dick i sound i was just talking about like mm. you know keep everything like this respectful now i'm just like dismissing these massively popular board games right? <laughs> <laughs> but like in terms of the kind of more american centric like um what's called like ameritrash gaming um i mainly got into it through my friend brad so brad is one of the sort of he's been on about half of the crazy trains like you know relatively recurring guest mm-hmm. um so he and i met man it's like 13 years ago this year uh because i used to do um stand-up comedy and he used to run a club Mm. Uh, so when I like, yeah, it's, it's a long story. Maybe save best save for another episode, or like you know, maybe like I say when I finally write that book, mm. um, you know, um, I met Brad through that, and then after a, like, did a few shows, and we were sort of getting along well, and you know, he said like you know you should come around and hang out and play games, and we, I think one of the first things we did was play um an, like an evening like a one shot uh, RPG campaign uh, from a game called Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. which is okay. basically like horror themed D and D. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's D and D style mechanics, but in a, in like a sort of um, like late, sort of like 19th, like late 19th, early 20th century um, Massachusetts. So it's all yeah. like Lovecraft era stuff. So, you know, and it's all about kind of crazy shit and um, warping reality and what's, what's real and what's not. And so on, um, you know, cheerful things. Uh, we we're just talking about keeping the tone light. So why not talk about stuff that sends you fucking mad? Uh, <laughs> but that was like the first one that sticks in my head because it was just such an enjoyable time. Because I'm really, I'm very much one of those people who likes the narrative games, like the ones with you know strong story. Um, and I, you know, it's not to say I can't enjoy a game where you just smack each other with dice, not literally, but you um, you know you use dice to for your two characters to beat the piss out of each other with dice for an hour and a half. Like that's fine too. But I'm always going to really, the ones that are going to stick in my head are the ones with strong stories or like particularly good sessions of a particular game. So, you know, RPGs have always kind of appealed to me in that respect. I'm, I'm fucking crap at them. 
uh, because I rolled dice like an absolute moron. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, it, I'm, I'm never like the, the player who sort of deals the killing blow or anything like that, but I do tend to... I am also here, you know. That is, that's my that's my role. I'm here too. Um, that's yeah. So like my earliest memory is kind of like tabletop RPG, tabletop RPGs, and we play, started playing some stuff regularly. Um, a lot of the stuff Brad's gone to like great expense to get hold of. Like he has the um, the 1980s leading edge Aliens board game, which is like super hard to get hold of. Mm. Uh, went to great expense to get it, and that's always good fun. Uh, but it's just you know we we play a, a pretty broad kind of spectrum of stuff uh, around like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. What we call the sort of the geek triumvirate. Mm. <laughs> what about you guys? I mean, do you, are you big tabletop players? Um, not hugely these days, but I, I remember um, one of my favourites was um, you probably remember this, Rob, and I know Richard remembers it definitely. Um, was uh, Hero Quest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hero Quest, I, I really loved because it was um, a period when I just started to read uh, Conan the Barbarian comics. Okay, um, nice. Granddad was um, a, a big comic book collector, and um, one of the last things he kind of he, he gave me for, for the, the the one and only time that I saw him before he passed away yeah. um, was uh, a, a big pile of of his comics that he'd collected. So he sort of collected like Suicide Squad. Um, oh, nice. X-Men, and he collected Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And um, I really like got into Conan the Barbarian. Maybe it was because of all the, the gratuitous topless shots and, and things like that in there. I, I don't know. But, I really, really got into um, the comics. And so then I started to pick up um, the original novels um, by Ro- uh, Robert Howard. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then you know hero quest the game i remember the commercial coming on tv and going like oh my god i need to get this game yeah. and um i'd managed to convince my mom that there was educational benefit to the game man playing it. I, just, done. Like, I still don't know how i managed to convince <laughs> but i did um so she you know bless her she went out and she bought it for me and um i absolutely loved it i loved um kind of um the, the fantasy elements that it brought to the table. Um, and at the same time as well, I was kind of uh, getting into um, the original Golden Axe game as well. Yep. Um, so it all kind of tied in, you know, with 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 that. And yeah, Hero Quest for me was was really like the game that I, I just adored, man. I, I really did. Um, and it's one that even now I, w- I would probably still play if I if I knew somewhere where um, somebody had, you know, you know, had one. I'd, I'd definitely indulge in that. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Richie, how about you, man? Was there any um sort of tabletop games you, you played? Listen, I've only ever, I've only ever played one tabletop game. That's yeah. it. Like so, like so that so maybe in this podcast is a bit of an anomaly. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, because you know I'm not ever going to front. Like you guys are saying tabletop game, and I kept quiet, and I was like, are they talking about like games that you used proper control sticks? Like you know, like the dro- <laughs> like the dress that. <laughs> But I said, no, let, let me not say, let me not say anything just because of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so listen, I've only ever played one tabletop game and it was, uh, just by chance it was Hero Quest as well. Right? Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah. So I said, hear the joke. So the same thing. So I had to speech my mum to get to, you know, to, to get the board game. Yeah. I remember my dad being mad. Oh no, my dad, listen, I mean, bless his all, he's passed away now. But I'm thinking back to myself, like, there are certain times I was a good kid and I'd ask my mum for something and my dad would say no. And they'd be like, wow. 
are you are you just here just to make my life headache? But anyway, yeah, I'm just I was just I was like, damn, like let let me live, man. Transformers, <laughs> like let me live, <laughs> like like you know. I go to school, I color my books in. What the fuck? <laughs> so so I managed to get my mom to to get me Hero Quest, and I and I kid you not, like like I said earlier on about Final Fantasy. Me and my friends, we played it for a little while. But then we realized how much reading you had to do and the rules. I was like, fuck this. I thought you just get a dice and you chuck it. And that's it. You go about your business. You have to have a dungeon master. And yeah. then you can. Mm. And then you have point systems and you have to write stuff down. <laughs> for after about two weeks. Two weeks, I said, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going back outside to play. And I'm not going to use the term. I'm going to use the term. I'm going to go outside there and play and play white people games. I'm going to play white boy games. So I'm going to break it down for you, so I don't sound too racist. So That's I cool. come from an African house. I come from an African household, right? Okay. So there are certain games I was not allowed to play because it was deemed. Um, I mean, speaking from, from a specific generation, you, you know, you, you you're going to go and play with like Tom or Dave, and they're going to go and climb trees, and they're going to rip, rip their trousers. Yeah. And they're going to go home. And that's going to be it. But you're going to come home and, you know, you're going to have ripping your trousers and you're going to get told off. I like playing those games. I like doing crazy shit. Yeah. So when I saw how much reading and writing I had to do for a game that I thought was going to be fun, I said, fuck it. Let me go outside and go play with Tom and Dave. Yeah. yeah. Rip my trousers, come home and get whooped. That sounds more fun <laughs> than fucking writing and throwing dice. So that's how I spent my summer. I was like, F it. No, nah, forget it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no. do you want to stay in and have fun? nope not exactly as simple as that so so literally the only game i've ever played or tabletop game i've ever played is yeah. hero quest yeah and i, and I mean to, to be honest in hindsight it may be something that i would like to give a i'd like to give it a go yeah but i just i just don't have um i i have i have sometimes i have a, a attention attention um um problems like him like keeping yeah, keeping focused on, on one thing okay. and i and i just think it's just one of those th- one of those games i i just can't i just can't handle to be honest okay um, fair enough. I, i'd love to be able to yeah so yeah, yeah. well you know if we can make it to haggerston maybe we can do some sort of uh some sort of game night at the uh board game cafe and just mm. make an evening of it you know mm. okay well okay well you know haggerston's not too far so me uh, and jason will take you up on that but then oh, after cool. the game, we, we go outside and we and we climb trees and and, and <laughs> say, look for someone to give us an after, ass whooping. Afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, we're just going to take you outside for an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I can wash my hair. Yeah. Why not? Really, really the whole childhood experience, man. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Well, um, yeah, Rob. I mean, as I said. Thanks a lot for for coming on, man. It's, it's oh, my pleasure, man. This has been uh, and... this has been a joy, man. This is like this is. I was I knew I was going to have fun, but shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been it's been a proper laugh, and and this yeah. is what we love to do with with the podcast and the listeners who, who listen to us regularly. Know, you know, this is what we're about, man. We we just want to you know chat shit and and yeah. have fun and relive our childhoods to a certain extent and. And forget that we're adults with adult responsibilities. For we are while. kindred. We are kindred spirits in that yeah. respect. I, I yeah. suspect, guys, because uh, you know that is my entire ethos with emotionally fourteen. The clues in the name, ultimately, mm. but like mm. you know, that's that's the whole mentality. Is like there's no reason why getting old has to be a bad thing because like you still have all these wonderful memories of all this cool shit you did, and you know, that's what we celebrate. Is like we, you know, we look back fondly on old video games even if they were you know in hindsight they were kind of shit 
Uh, mm. You know, I've played some fucking dogs in my time. I can tell you, like, um, <laughs> and maybe I could do a whole episode on that. Like, <laughs> some fucking like the, some of the shit you convince yourself you uh, you had to enjoy because you spent like fifty quid on it. So yeah. when you're a kid, fifty quid's a lot of money, man. Like, and, and you know, it still is now, but more so when you're a kid. So you have to justify, like, oh no, this James Bond Junior on the Super Nintendo is a really good game. It's like it's bitch. It's got four levels. <laughs> and like two of them suck. Like what the hell? Fifty <laughs> quid. Get out of that shit. Oh my god. There was a there's a game that um I remember I, I don't know if it was me and you who were talking about this, Rich, or if it was um someone else. I can't remember now, but um I I was talking about my experience with Batman, um the, the video game which I had on uh, my old Amstrad PC. So this oh, is a clue yeah. to yeah, to how old nineties Batman game, so, right? Yeah, and it was yeah. on cassette, right? Yeah, and um, as you know, back then, you know, you had to get your your games on on a cassette tape and put it into you know the the tape deck player, and then it would take about fifteen minutes to load up, and then you know while it was doing that, it would go and make sort of all kind of weird noises while it was loading the data. Um, and I remember being like so stoked for this Batman game. I was like, oh my God, it's a Batman game and I've got it on a, on a computer. I can play it and, and putting the tape in and playing it and literally spending like 15 minutes of just side scrolling and throwing a batarang and then like sort of throwing an awkward kick and then a punch yeah. at these randos that were just walking across the screen. <laughs> Bob the goon. Like, wait, where is this going? Like, uh, is is there an end to this level, or or do I just keep walking and throwing batarangs? And literally, after about fifteen minutes, I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Turned it off. And I went into school the next day, and everyone was like, "What was the Batman game?" And I was like, "It was great." Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Best, best, like money I've like spent in ages. Yeah, I think I think it cost like ten ninety nine back then. I was like, "Yeah, best." Why are you twitching? It's like no reason, no reason. I'm I'm good. Just depressing memories, but don't worry, it's fine. Well, we can laugh about it now as like, you know, I say grown, I always have to put grown ups in like mental quotes, but like, um, yeah, it, it, we can laugh about it now because it's just one of those things as a kid, you just kind of accept it. Like, you don't realize until you get older. And also because like, again, as, you know, we can't, we talked about it earlier. We've never had it so good in terms of stuff that we can, in stuff in terms of stuff that we can play, watch. I mean, Christ, just load up like how many evenings have you lost on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something similar? trying to decide oh, what to so watch yeah. like, and you don't even get to actually watch something because by the time you've decided like you've narrowed it down it's fucking like half 11 so, <laughs> it's easily done I've, like lost yeah. the whole evenings like that it's just you just get sucked into the to the choice and it's overwhelming so like mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely man well listen before we wrap this thing up man i mean we might as well um as said, address the, the elephant in the room, <laughs> which is uh, today, listeners, uh, for those of you who are listening to, to this today, we had the Avengers Infinity War um, second official trailer release, mm. um, which I think has already broken like YouTube. And that's partly down to me because I think I've watched it about 10 times <laughs> since, <laughs> since it released and it only released about like five hours ago. Um, but the trailer, I mean, it looks just epic. Everybody on, on social media is absolutely losing their minds. Yep. Um, 
I mean, it, it seems like a, a silly question to ask, really. But, Rob, are you excited for the movie um, based on what you've seen? Do you know, I wasn't until I saw that trailer. And it, the, the new trailer looks pretty fucking cool. Mm. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I like my Marvel movies. There, I could probably count on number like one hand the number I've really, really liked. But you know, event, Infinity War. The the worry I have about it is there's too much going on. Like there's too mm. many people. Too many. There's going to be too many like people competing for screen time, and they're all just going to get lost in the mix. It's just going to be a little bit like meh. But uh, that trailer, man, that's uh, it. Got me going. It got me juiced up. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm in now. I'm all in. Hell yeah! I, I, I watched it, and um, I think there was a, there was at least two or three occasions where I had to chug back the tears and be like, nope, nope, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna get emotional about this. Yeah. God damn it! Um, but I just, yeah, I, I really love this trailer. Seriously, love this trailer, and I think. You know, if if the movie can deliver on, you know, even a majority of of, of what we got from the trailer, then yeah, we're in for one hell of a movie. Um, yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, I hear you with the, the the worry about the characters. I mean, what one of the things that kind of settled me, uh, um, settled my worries a bit was was hearing um the the Russo brothers talk about how they handled all of these characters, and they said yes. what they did is they kind of. Um, they looked at a lot of, of um, sort of ensemble cast movies and the way in which, um, you know, certain, certain movies like kind of shortcuts and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the stories of, of several important characters, but do it in a vignette style so that it's all kind of, um, you know, everything fits together, but everybody gets their little section where they, you know, they're important to that part of the story. And, yeah. Um, that really kind of made me think like, okay, so these guys have, have done their research. And I mean, and we know from, you know, from Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, which is yeah. an awesome movie. That's um, probably my favorite of all the Marvel movies. It's just mm, so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome movie. We know from that that, um, you know, they, they these guys do do their research when it comes to, to other movies and, and picking, mm. you know, the right things to kind of balance out their story. So, yeah, it's definitely got me excited. But Rich... As uh, Mr. Comic Book yeah. Guru, um, I'm going to let you wax lyrical for a minute or two on this one, man. So Listen, yeah. listen you know I won't fucking... You, I won't stop. Nah, nah <laughs> I don't need that. You know, you guys talking about tabletop and all this stuff and like, yeah, nah, this is my this is my turf. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's my house. And um, no, I mean, like, I mean, in talking about the thing of like, maybe, maybe them, maybe being too many characters in it. Um, to be honest... I, I, I'm not scared. It's never phased me just for the simple fact that the reason why the Russo, well, one of the reasons why the Russo brothers were chosen anyway was their work that they did on community. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys have ever, yeah. Have you, you guys, have you watched community before? Uh, the first series, the first series. Yeah. So have you, I think it's the first series, the episode with um, the paint with the paintball. The, yeah, that paintball fight. Yeah, the first yeah. one. The first one of those is in the uh, first series. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the first series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, the, I think the Russo brothers basically did that. And okay. like and yeah and so and that's how they got the gig and that's and I think those two episodes are probably some of the best two episodes I've ever seen on, on any show and I and I mean there's quite a few shows I like but I'm I'm quite particular about about what I like so you see them do that and handle like an ensemble like you know quite a large like quite a large cast and deal with everybody who's actually quite different mm. and um and then you see them do it again with um with Winter Soldier yeah and then you see them do it again with Civil War so in essence if you think about it each time they've actually taken on a job 
it's just got bigger and bigger and they've still managed to you know to work within how they work and not and not and not sacrifice anything so I, i'm actually happy and that you know that they've they've got everybody involved in it although for some unknown reason hawkeye hasn't appeared in any of the promotions mm, so um i kind of yeah so i'm i'm only hoping i'm well i'm only assuming that they're really going to do something really special with him because he is actually one of those characters that he's got a bit of a cult following and a bit of a fan base yeah he does but it's, almost, but it's but yeah but it's almost like they don't know what to do with him and, and how to portray him so i can only assume that coming off like um like uh what, what was what's what's what the last thing that he was good in um basically civil war yeah where he had a bit more of a, of a, a civil War and age of ultron as well where he had a bit more of a central role mm-hmm. he'll probably get something a bit a bit better in this um Hopefully, yeah but yeah I'm, I'm i'm just super excited man i mean like i've been reading comics since i was five years old i, I was i was around when the infinite the infinity gauntlet came out yeah and then obviously then you've got, you had infinity which came out a couple of years ago then and also like the Infinity War, the Infinity Crusade. So all of this stuff is stuff that I've been dreaming about since I was a kid. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just I'm just super excited. I've already got my theories about what I think may happen here and there. Okay. And uh, there's a, there's a couple of scenes that have happened in in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, I reckon this is what's going to happen. In fact, let me say one of them now. All right. I think that one of the money shots, and I like, I like calling them money shots because, uh-huh. like, yeah, you know, you're watching a film and you just say, like, the film's good and you're just stroking, it's stroking, and then something amazing happens and you'd be like, okay, cool, I'm just going to bust a nut here. And I reckon, <laughs> and, and that, and that, and that, that busting a nut is a money shot. And I reckon one, yeah. and I reckon this film is going to have many money shots. Yes. And, and I think one of the money shots is basically going to be Bruce Banner inside the Hulkbuster fighting yeah. in Wakanda. And they're basically saying that, you know what? You can't hulk out here because you know what the worst case possible scenario is that if you get taken control of then we're really going to get fucked so use yeah. the hulk buster so you can you know so you know to do whatever because you're the only person who can use it because tony stark's not here because he's out fighting on titan right yeah and then the hulk buster gets taken down and you're going to see the hulk you're going to see banner hulk out of the hulk buster mark okay. my words that's going to happen that's I what's think you're happen. probably onto something, actually. Yeah, because I seem to recall like there was a bit in the trailer that made it look like he, that, you know, the person inside the hot buster is a little bit like bit more hench than Tony yeah, Stark. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, you might be onto something. Yeah. You know? So yeah. So so I reckon. I reckon. But so I mean, that's one of the things that stood out. And then obviously you've got like, I mean, that trailer is just full of money shots, man. Like I, I had to smoke about four cigarettes after watching that. <laughs> so <laughs> <I reckon> it's lovely. <laughs> And so, so yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just super excited. I mean, we're, we're going to do another another podcast. I think just dedicated to that trailer because mm-hmm. it deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just can't wait for April the 27th. I'm already trying to put work in to try and get us um, premiere tickets, nice. like I did for yeah. for um, Black Panther and, and for the Last Jedi. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, it might be a silly question. Is Black Panther in it? Because I really want to. I, I did really want to see it. I haven't had a chance. I've heard it's. I've heard great things. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's really it, it 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 is good. Okay, you know, what? like I'm 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 very much like a, a truthful person. Uh-huh. So, is it the best Marvel movie? No, it's not. It it, it just not because it's a bad Marvel movie, but no. it's not the best Marvel movie. Okay, is it a good movie? Yes. All right. Has it got its issues? Yes. But there are people out there that are just like saying it's it's you know it's the best thing. And I mean, obviously, like you said, it's, it's subject to opinion. Sure. And it may certain things may resonate with people on on a deeper level, mm-hmm. and and especially for this film, like some of the failings that it has, I will let it pass because the story that it tells to me is somewhat personal, 
and then wow. you know on like a you know on like a just a, on a cultural level and then at the same time on a geek level so yeah. it hits me twice but then i would i would say basically just see it because if if anything see it for because it's part of cinema history yeah that, oh, that, that, sure. that's yeah. how I was, yeah it's, it's cinema, i mean like i i have i always tell this story about because I'm, I'm a massive star wars fan uh-huh. and i remember before they even announced sequels uh, also the prequels and i remember like reading stories of people saying how you know they got into film because the first one they saw was like jaws or star wars and that the opening call of you know um of star wars like you know a, a new hope uh, episode yeah. four a new hope and all that stuff and i remember i used to be jealous because I, I used to think to myself like i'm never going to experience that that feeling of never seeing something brand new and different in the yeah. cinema and then i saw the matrix and the, you know and yeah, then yeah, yeah. And, and, and that just that yeah, and uh, and that, that just blew. I remember watching The Matrix of Jason in the cinema, mm. and five minutes in, when it's just the introduction of Trinity, and I held his hand and I turned around to him and I went, "Jason, this is the best film in the whole entire world," <laughs> and that's and that's my Star Wars moment. Yeah. So I mean, and you get certain films. Some of them are like just done. They're just they're just part of history just because the so titanic titanic isn't an amazing film no. but it's part of cinema history because of whatever reason you know yeah but in black panther i would say see it if, you, if you're not interested in a character see it because of the cultural reference it will have in cinema history yeah yeah so that's, I mean, that's that's the best thing i can say i can say yeah it's, it's brin i mean like it's already in the top 10 for like all-time domestic gross right yeah yeah all-time, yeah, all-time yeah. box office all-time worldwide box office is like not, already top 10 it's like mm. i mean i i don't know how how much longer because like box offices seem to be a little bit they don't seem to have a lot of stamina anymore like star Ooh, wars no, i was the same i mean obviously last jedi had a lot of uh a lot of press and it got quite you yeah. know quite divisive but uh you know it's uh black panther I, I you know i feel like it's if you don't get make like two billion dollars in the first couple of weeks you're not going to make it full stop just because yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to a point how good what you're putting out there is it has to like just explode in that first couple of yeah. weeks to really yeah. have a chance of cracking that top five. How many times did you have to release Avatar? Like uh, three cinema releases or something? Yeah, there was three to get yeah. up to that top, and like they don't do that anymore. Mm. Like, mm. You know, mm. Not to the same degree. So I think it's one of those ones. I'm sure it's going to get. It's probably already. In fact, I'm going to have a look now because I'm curious. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling it's already probably in the top. You know, it's like probably number nine or ten. I, th- um, I, th- I think it might be number nine. You know. Yeah, uh, and I would imagine that if you're Last Jedi, you're going to be shitting yourself right now. <laughs> well, you should be. Here well, we go. I mean, oh, here we go. So, Black Panther's number sixteen. Number four. Only a hundred and. Uh, just under two, just over two hundred million behind Star Wars. Okay. Behind Last Jedi, so yeah. it can, I, I think it can crack that top ten. It's like one hundred and fifty yeah. mil off Frozen, mm. and like to yeah. be honest, I'll be quite happy to see Frozen drop out of the top ten because yeah, it's a perfectly yeah, yeah. good movie. But like, just the some of the stupid shit it inspired mm. people talking about, like it being a Christmas movie. Fuck off! The whole point <laughs> of the film, the whole point of the film is that it's remarkable that it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that's also like British Christmas, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be British British this weekend. So, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, good. Oh, man. <laughs> bloody London transport fall apart again because of the yeah, snow. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. 
anyway um yeah before we we go um oh yes i did want to ask you as well just because I, I know you're a massive star wars fan rob mm -hmm. um your thoughts on solo and the trailers that we've got so far are you kind of in the give it a chance camp or are you in the oh my god um Alden Ehrreich, he looks terrible and this looks awful and you know, <laughs> the director's got fired so therefore it's bad and you know where, where do you stand on it I was a little bit worried until I saw the until I saw the the second trailer that dropped so they had that little teaser thing on the first day and then the yeah. day after they had the slightly longer one mm -hmm. and as soon as that dropped I stopped worrying because it it looked quite entertaining and I mean Donald Glover I will watch him play anybody they could have cast him yeah. as Han Solo and like obviously it would, have, <laughs> it would have jarred a bit but like I would have you know made my peace with it over time I'm sure but mm. you know it's I I think the cast is strong I think the production is clearly you know clearly the production has had its issues but I I just you know given what they were saying about some of the stuff they were some of the tone they'd struck in uh in the original Lord and Miller one where it was like an Ace Ventura style mm. um production i'm just relieved that we're getting a you know ron howard kind of treatment of this movie because i really think he's the kind of guy who can you know if it needs rescuing ron howard i trust to rescue it mm. you know he's, mm -hmm. he's got pedigree i think he's an academy award winner if he's not if not he's certainly been nominated yeah yeah, yeah he is yeah uh, i think he is yeah yeah he won for something quite apollo 13 of course yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, I think that was his first Oscar, right? Yeah, yeah it was. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't do it for Happy Days because of some bullshit reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's you know he's got pedigree. They're they're clearly ramping up. Like, if they need somebody to come in and step in and sort stuff out, they're going to like the big guns now because you know they Michael K. Williams couldn't um, keep when they did the reshoots. He could his schedule didn't work, so they brought in Paul Bettany to replace him. So it's not like they can't you know bring in high profile names to kind of fix these problems mm, mm. And, and i think you know ron howard's i reckon will make a good movie and the the question is what did he have to work with in the first place that's what yeah. that's the yeah. the main thing cuz he shot like reshot like 90% of it so you know it will oh, be shit. interesting yeah it was okay. it was you know cuz uh, there's a i think there's some loophole in hollywood where if you don't reshoot like a certain percentage then the original yeah producers or directors have to get a credit oh yeah 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 i've, I've heard about that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and they've managed you know the, the last time i read last thing i read about it was that, that he was you know he reshot somewhere in the region of 90 percent of the movie so it's well over what it's like 65 70 percent i think needs to be reshot before it gets mm. uh scrubbed and it was like not even and not even close it was like well in excess of what was needed to uh make that happen so He's obviously he's basically coming at it with a completely new film, just yeah. working from the same script. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to uh, to see what happens with it. And I guess the reason I'm optimistic is just because uh, Rogue One is so far my favorite um, Star Wars movie of the new ones. Yeah, like, I agree I, with I, you. Yeah, I liked Force Awakens; it was very safe. I liked Last Jedi fine. I didn't love it because there was a few things that really bugged me about it. Um, and Rogue One for me was superb. Like, just absolutely fell in love with that film. Mm. So, so, so good. So, you know, if the, the, that's a high bar for the standalone movies, but I think that, it, like I say, if, if I trust anybody to kind of live up to that bar, it's Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
yeah no you got a good pen i didn't know i didn't know you were a star wars fan man yeah i'm, I'm a big big, yeah, totally. big star wars fan totally. as well. I'm, a, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm part of like multiple different podcasts and one of them is talk star wars and it's oh. it's British, just star wars talk and if you haven't listened already i definitely recommend it because we we're very much you know the stuff i was saying we were saying earlier about like be good to each other don't be dicks yeah you know that you can discuss things respectfully like people are actually writing in now deliberately trying to like not have a row but deliberately having discussions because they like that you know because we're living up to that kind of uh yeah 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 we're practicing what we preach basically so Mm. you know we're saying to each other and don't be dicks and don't be disrespectful of other people's opinions and when people write in that's what we do you know we're we're um we're good about it and we sort of we don't just shout people down and all that stuff. Mm. And there's not enough of that in fandom. So I think people are responding to it quite positively because, you know, that's quite a nice uh, experience when you're listening to a podcast and they call you out like by name, mm. you get a shout out and you're, you're just like, Oh cool. They mentioned me. It's just like, is a fucking dick. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but still like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. All right, man. Well, well, thanks a lot, as, as said, Rob, for coming along. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, likewise. Before we go, dude. Um, can you let everybody know where they can find Emotionally Fourteen and and your other podcasts as well? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Wade Vision, uh, and I'm the so Emotionally Fourteen is Emotionally Fourteen dot com. So that's uh, numbers, not letters, because we used to have letters, and then somebody bought the domain like in the in a period where we let it lapse. So I had to uh, work with what I had. So emotionally14.com and the podcast, the Crazy Train and the E14 Gamecast are available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Basically, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can generally find the Emotionally14 podcast. So get on board because it's a jolly good time. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. second that, listeners, um, it really is amazing. As said, I've really enjoyed the crazy train podcast and i've generally enjoyed everything you guys have done so far man so, so oh, well, i appreciate that man it's always nice to hear because yeah. yeah. it's you know we talked about earlier about like pain right one of the pains is not knowing if people are enjoying what you're doing mm. it's hard mm. it's a hard road to hoe so like when you know i always appreciate people telling me whatever they whatever their experience is of like whether they enjoyed it or wasn't really for them i'm always like so thrilled to hear it because it on the days when it's hardest to keep going with it because for whatever reason like just getting on top of you stuff like that yeah. is what keeps you you know just keeps you going and stops you from just quitting mm, for sure for sure for sure all right thanks a lot dude um well listeners we're going to wrap it up here uh thanks a lot for joining us and for listening um if you like what you heard then you know what to do leave us a review on itunes uh there'll be a short trailer at the end as well of the recording so you'll know where to go to to find us and stuff like that um rich kid where can people holler at you at man uh see i was gonna say in your girlfriend's wardrobe because you came home early but oh, then you know what i don't think it'd be funny <laughs> i'm not, not to you personally i'm just gonna put it out there but you know what is a lie because i'm i'm in my bed um yeah, exactly. recording a podcast with two, two grown-ass men at 11 o'clock on a friday so, <laughs> so you're clearly not um exactly yeah not even or oh, am i but anyway <laughs> um on Instagram, you can find me in the Rich. I always forget it. It's Rich. It's just Rich Reviews, isn't it? It's not Rich Reviews. To, yeah, like my other one. Yeah, so Rich Reviews on Instagram. I don't know, obviously with the Instagram, you know, Wulong Talks and then website to, for the blog, www.wulongtalks.com. 
Um, we're also on Twitter underneath Wulong Talks. We have a Tumblr, which I don't think we've used in a little while for Wulong Talks as well. Oh, and um, and the and yeah, yeah. Tumblr's a weird. Second, it is weird. Where is? Where's with Tumblr? Tumblr. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, Tumblr, Tumblr is like the bastard cousin of like the dark web. <laughs> yeah, it's a dark web. slightly more palatable. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for for joining us. Uh, I'm gonna say good night. So it's good night from me. Uh, Rich, say good night. Au revoir. And uh, Rob, say good night, dude. Good night. And we'll see you around, people. Take care of yourself and peace. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at WulongTalks.com, on Facebook at WulongTalks, and on Instagram at WulongTalks. We also have our blog, which we update kind of regularly, and you can find us there at www.WulongTalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com.